0: Around drops. Gavahua trying to make up for it. Fire to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Welcome in to second and twenty-six. Your dedicated Alabama podcast here on the Athletic. I'm your host, Aaron Suttles, Alabama. Beat Rider for The Athletic. You can catch me on WJOX 94.5 Monday through Friday from 10 to 2. It is uh, it is a Monday, January 6th, and the big news of the day, not just in the state of Alabama, although that's colossal news here, it's uh, it's huge news across the college football landscape, and that is outstanding junior Crimson Tide quarterback Tua Tongavaloa has announced that he's going to forego his senior season at Alabama and go to the NFL draft. Really, when you look at it, um, not not much of a surprise. And I go back to sort of the the, the time frame here, the timetable that this all occurred on. I remember I remember talking on this podcast after Tua got hurt uh, in Starkville, Mississippi, in a game against Mississippi State, in which I laid out a very sort of dumbfounded conversation of, of why people think. Thought that Tua would come back. Uh, at the time, I argued, "Listen, he's he's um, the clock is ticking on that hip. Uh, he, he's got to get to the NFL and make as much money as possible." And then here we are, uh, fast forward into January and, and late December. And as of last week, Alabama thought he was coming back. Had people within Alabama sort of strongly suggest to me that Tua was coming back? The Alabama football official Twitter account. Tweets out dominoes falling, which strongly strongly indicate that listen, Dylan Moses ain't the only guy coming back, and we all sort of got sucked into this belief. Um, and it was it, there was listen, it was belief for a reason. Uh, this was a very difficult decision for Tua Tongaaloa. It wasn't as cut and dry as everyone made it out to be. I wrote last week that that his faith would drive this decision, regardless of which way it went. If he was going to come back or if he was going to go pro, it was going to be based on his faith. That was a lot of the reasoning. He spent a lot of time in prayer with his with his family, with his pastor, um, at the Church of the Highlands, and and that played a big part of it. You heard it from him today during the press conference. His faith played a huge part in this. So I was sort of setting the stage in that article I wrote last last week for The Athletic about his faith playing such a huge part of it that, listen, I, I'd already prepared myself. There were going to be hot, scorching red takes if Tua had decided to come back to Alabama. And Al- and everyone from Alabama's doctors, Alabama's athletic training staff, the athletic director, and mainly Nick Saban would have been blamed. People would have ridiculed the Valoa family for making a very foolish decision. And I tried to lay out for everyone, listen, they don't think like everyone else. Maybe, maybe they're not guided by... Uh, a monetary value system. They are very faith based, and so if they wanted their son to come back, and Tua wanted to come back, there was reason for that. But it did not play out that way. And I think everyone is in agreement as we sit here today after the decision that it was the correct decision for Tua. That, the, as I mentioned, the clock is ticking on that on on that hip. Um, you, you, we don't see a lot of hip injuries in professional sports, and so we don't. We don't know all that much about him. Even Tua today, when it was sort of, when he was sort of questioned about, you know, listen, when do you expect to be able to play in twenty twenty? He said, I don't know. Um, I can tell you this: Tua traveled to New York with um, some people from Alabama, with doctors that he would worked closely with, and he met with a doctor in New York who sort of evaluated his hip in terms of how NFL doctors would look at it. And it wasn't good. Not that it's bad. I'm just saying he, he was he's not ahead of schedule. When I say he's, it wasn't good, I'm not saying it's anything that's going to prevent him from playing. I'm just talking about, on, on, let's say a, if you're grading it from 1 to 5 in terms of where he's at in his rehabilitation, 1 being the best, 5 being the worst, he's at a 4. Okay? That's just where the rehab is. So, um, But Tua and his family came to the conclusion, probably correctly so, as I stated out before, People reach for quarterbacks. Quarterback is the position in all of sports. It's the most difficult to get right. It's the hardest to evaluate. You think you got it. You think you've got a dude and he blows up in your face. So because of that, because everyone's on this mad scramble for a quarterback, it's not out of the realm of possibility that one, two, three, more teams will take a risk and roll the dice that they've they've got they can get their franchise quarterback, at least in his first contract, maybe on the cheap. Maybe you don't have to go one or two for him. Maybe you can get him later uh, in the first round maybe the f- top half of the first round you know maybe 15 maybe he goes six seven eight who knows but you're not giving up a one you're not picking a one or a two so you're getting him relatively inexpensive. Hey, the second week of the playoffs is upon us. The bad news is that there's only a few more weeks left in the football season, but the good news is you can still get your fantasy fix with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. And if you've never played before, there's even more to celebrate. You can play for a $1 million top prize this weekend. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, and catch means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. Plus, All new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's some extra cash to play with throughout the playoff. Download the DraftKings Act now and use the code RUN, in for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500 on your next deposit. Remember, that's code RUN, and you can get a deposit bonus up to $500 only at DraftKings. There's a minimum, minimum of $5 deposit required. Deposits bonus requires a 20 times... Twenty-five time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So there will be more one or more teams. I feel that will that will take a chance on on Tua Tonga uh, because he's viewed as a franchise quarterback. Because you view maybe you can get him on a little bit of a, a, a relative deal to what you would have had to give up before the injury. So whether that's the Dolphins whether that's the Chargers, who knows? It's sort of given right now that we think that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow at number one. And Joe Burrow's a, a kid from, from the state of Ohio, Athens, Ohio, so that makes a lot of sense other than the fact that he's played really, really good football this year. Um, and then then it's a crapshoot. Wouldn't you still view, even, even with the prospects of Tua's injury, even with the, the knowledge that he may not be ready – for training camp. Wouldn't Tua still be number one, number 2 on your board? I mean, you're going to go Jake Eason, you're going to go Justin Herbert. We don't know yet what Jake Fromm's going to do at uh, at the University of Georgia, he has not made a decision yet and remember juniors have until January 20th, so basically 2 weeks to decide what they're going to do. But but Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason, Are you taking those guys before Tua? Maybe. I can tell you one thing. Injuries scare teams off. And there will be some teams, and you're going to see reports on this. Um, We'll take them at their word. But you're going to see reports around the draft time, whether that's combine, whether that's actually during the draft, that certain teams remove Tua from their draft board altogether. We see it every year. Some of them is due to character concerns. Some of them is due to health concerns. Um, character issues, you don't have to worry about Tua. As good of a guy as there is in this draft. Uh, Nick Saban said it during the press conference today. Uh, they've never had a guy who had the spirit of Tua Tungavaloa. Everyone loved that guy, and I tried to convey that in my writing about Alabama's role in helping this family. It, it, they were not pressuring him to come back. They would have loved to have had him back. Of course they would have. They wanted to assist the tongue of Aloas with information that helped them make the best decision possible. If you knew everything that the University of Alabama did for Tua, and they should have, they should have done everything, but they went above and beyond. I mean, I'm not going to get into the dollar amount, but I heard how much um, the surgery cost in Houston for Tua's hip. It wasn't cheap. Alabama did not do it on the cheap, and they shouldn't have, and they don't want credit for that, and they'd probably get upset with me if I'm for me even talking about it. But I know it. Uh, they spared no expense in his recovery. Alabama wanted to do right by that young man because they loved him. Those people in that building loved him. Nick Saban doesn't gush over a lot of guys. He went on and on and on today, not just about two of the football player, about two of the person. He he mentioned his spirit multiple times. So there are no character issues with two that are going to make uh, teams take him off the board. In fact, the opposite. When he goes through the interview process at the combine, because he's not going to throw, so when he goes if he goes up to Indianapolis just for the interviews uh, you're going to see how many other teams interview him they're all going to fall in love with him i mean you you can't help but he's got that sort of personality it's infectious it draws people in so character's not an issue but there will be multiple teams and you'll hear some of this and you'll see some of this during around the draft time that have taken him off the draft board because of his medical history so that that's going to happen but there will be multiple teams when you're desperate for a quarterback you reach, and right now, reaching for Tua is a real thing because he's not healthy. And we, even even if he was healthy, we haven't seen him get through an entire season unscathed as as the starting quarterback. So there's all that. It's impossible to really encapsulate what Tua meant those three years he was at Alabama, one as a backup coming off the bench in a national championship game as the backup and winning a national championship, that magical sophomore year when he sort of announced his presence to the world, and then this year and in sort of the way it played out, the, the ankle injury versus Tennessee, the surgery to get back for LSU, the losing to LSU, and then just the scary hip injury that sort of caught up college football. But he, he believe this, he gave real consideration to coming back. It was not a game. He wasn't playing games. It was real consideration. It was a very difficult decision for Tua Tonga-Valoa. Um, but he he meant a whole lot to that football program. But in some ways, you have to feel like you were robbed. We never got to see him but in one. He played in one Iron Bowl. Think about that. The biggest rivalry in college football. He played in one of them. Didn't play at it. Uh, now, uh, he, he won that one that he started. He, he accounted for six touchdowns in 2018. Uh, against Auburn, but only got to play in one of them. So in in a lot of ways, we feel like even though we got to see him a lot, we were robbed a little bit. But that's okay because he's going to get drafted somewhere and we'll all get to follow uh, his career in the NFL. and, And even people that aren't fans of Alabama are sort of rooting for Tua. He just has that kind of spirit about him. And he's very, very easy to root for. But it's official. He's gone. And now it becomes Mac Jones. Bryce Young, Talia tonga and Paul Tyson. We'll follow that. Uh, throughout the spring through the summer and into fall camp hey fans the athletic college football is live in new orleans for the college football national championship join us saturday january 11th at the house of blues new orleans for live episodes of the audible with bruce and Stu, and the andy staples show doors open at noon central and the show starts at one both shows will feature interviews with special guests and q a sessions with some of the brightest minds in college football i mean they are some of the brightest minds in college football andy staples In New Orleans, can you imagine what food coma he's going to be in? He's going to give you all the best eats in New Orleans. In fact, I got one for you now. Turkey and the Wolf, my buddy works there. One of the best restaurants in the country. Low-key sandwich place. You'll love it. And then Bruce and Stu, they're going to give you some outstanding guests, you know, with Stu and Bruce's Rolodex. They're going to get it going there. So, again, that's January 11th at the House of Blues, and the show starts at 1. Doors open at noon. For tickets, go to theathletic.com slash houseofblues or click the link... On the show notes, make sure you get your tickets in advance because we're all expecting the show to sell out. For uh, everybody that helped out this season, we're, we're going to keep these podcasts rolling, but we're going to dial it back to about once a week. Now, if there, there's news that warrants more than one podcast a week, we're certainly going to jump on that. But during the slow time when it when it slows down, there's not as much uh, to talk about. We're going to we're going to dial this back to once a week. We appreciate you guys listening. I'm Aaron Suttles. Thank you for listening. The second of twenty six.